0: gospel lesson for today, the first Sunday of Christmas, comes from Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 23. Now after the wise men had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated, and he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he had heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene." Here ends the reading. I know I've got a few fellow Iowa State fans out there today. And we watched a game yesterday that featured a lot of punting, unfortunately. A lot of pun- Well, yeah, we got whooped. We just plain got whooped. Um, A punt, if you're unfamiliar with football, which I doubt, but if you are, a punt is what happens when things don't go quite as you had planned and you have to do something different, so you kick the ball away. I've been talking about what we were going to do for, in place of a sermon today, that we would do a hymn sing, kind of almost hymn karaoke, and then I would do a reflection based on whatever that particular hymn was. But I'm punting today. Don't groan, it's for a reason. I woke up this morning and as per normal, I was looking through Twitter. I'm not quite a millennial, but I'm close, so I'm on Twitter all the time. And I saw news that troubled me a lot. Last night in New York, one of the suburbs around the city, a rabbi was hosting a party for Hanukkah Someone broke into his house and attacked the party. Fortunately, no one was killed, but a bunch of innocent people were injured in this attack, an attack on a small community of faith celebrating an aspect of their faith. A bunch of innocent people who were just gathering were injured. Were harmed. And then I thought about that text that I just read. Knowing that was the text for today, not planned, total coincidence. A text in which Jesus has been born, something we've celebrated here for Christmas, and he is hailed as the new king. We have a reference to the wise men. The wise men show up in Israel They march right into the palace in Jerusalem and they find King Herod and they say, hey, where's the new king? There's a star. We saw it. It's cool. Where's the king? And he's like, um, what? New king, huh? King Herod, while he reigned for a really long time and he was hailed as a great builder, a great leader. He was also kind of a tyrant. He was really, really paranoid. This is a king who had several of his own sons killed because they were a threat to his power. And now he hears about a new king, born off in the sticks of Bethlehem. And how does he react? He orders the death of a bunch of innocent babies, a bunch of innocent families, a bunch of innocent children, who did no more than be born. And I couldn't help but think, hmm, Holy Spirit, what are you doing here today? So, yeah, this is a bit of a downer. This isn't kind of the joyful, fun thing that I had anticipated. But sometimes we need to hear a hard word because we live in a hard world. We live in a broken world. We live in a dark world. A world in which we are constantly reminded of violence, We're constantly reminded of pain, of brokenness. We turn on the news and we hear over and over again about senseless violence, senseless hate. And we have a God who knows it. And we have a God who has done something about it. Now, it may not always make sense to us, it may not always quite line up, but God entered into this dark reality, into this dark world, to shine light. Next week's gospel comes out of John chapter one. It's one of my favorite passages in the Bible. We're reminded that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. When we hear about stuff like this, this pointless hate I don't know about you, but it feels like a punch in the gut. It makes me wonder, God, what is happening in this world? What is up with people who hate for no reason? And we can name countless different ways that it manifests. This time, it's anti-Semitism. And it's something that's been going on for the better part of a week now around that area. Attack, after attack, after attack, after attack, during their holy time. This is Hanukkah for our Jewish brothers and sisters. This is a time when they literally celebrate light shining in darkness. Sounds kind of familiar. Like maybe we're not all that different. I've never understood how we can look at another person and not see a person to not see someone of dignity, to not see someone of worth. But when I say that, I know I'm not perfect either. I know that I've had my experiences when I've looked at someone and discounted them. None of us get this right. So thank God for Jesus because none of us get this right. Disclosure, when I stand up here and preach off the cuff, I usually have a pretty good idea what I'm going to talk about. Today I don't. But I felt that this needs to be said today. We need to be reminded of why Jesus entered into our world in the first place. Because this world is broken, but this world is also good, and we have a God who believes this world, and each one of us is worth redeeming this is the gospel that we proclaim we proclaim it week after week after week we embody it when we join together in confession at the beginning of our service we recognize our own brokenness our own piece of this pie and praise the lord that we have a savior that we call on one who was born as a helpless baby one whose earthly father had to flee to another country to escape the wrath of a guy who was so threatened by this helpless baby that he decided to kill a bunch more. Praise God that that man, that divine man grew, went through his ministry, and then died on the cross. But it didn't stop there, because not even death will stop the gospel, the good news of a God who loves us so much that not even death can get in the way. Three days later, he came out. Hey, preview, Easter, it's coming, right? Easter starts now at Christmas. Because if he's not born, he can't die. And if he doesn't die, he can't rise again. And if he doesn't rise again, then this whole resurrection thing that we profess doesn't work. But we profess that it does. We believe that it does. At least I hope to God that it does. Is there good news today i hope so i really do but today admittedly is kind of a hard day to to see it and maybe the only good news i can think of at this moment as i stand here terrified not knowing what's coming out of my mouth right now is what i was just talking about with the kids this is the darkest time of the year The longest night of the year for us here in the Northern Hemisphere happened just, what, four nights ago? But the days are getting longer. I heard someone say that the celebration of Christmas three days after the solstice is intentional, because in three days, you can notice the difference. It takes us three days to see the difference in day length. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but it sounds good. In the midst of darkness, the light shines, that light shines. And that light that never goes out continues to shine. And folks, I've come into this sanctuary in some dark moments, and we've all had them. You know what they are, both in our community and in our country and in our world. I've come in in times when it seems like there's no hope, and no matter how dark it is in this sanctuary, no matter what time of day, that light is always shining. We can't put it out. Yes, we could put it out if we really tried hard, but guess what? It lights back up again because the light of Christ hasn't gone anywhere. Whatever it is that God is up to through the Christ event, through this God who is also man, who is also God, whatever the heck that means. It's a beacon of hope and light that we are called to reflect in this dark world we're invited into the work of reconciling it and proclaiming that this good news is not just for those of us gathered here today, but it's for all people. May we remember that when we hear news like we've heard today, when we hear news that I'm betting we're going to hear again a week from now or two weeks from now or a month from now because we keep hearing it. May we hold on to the love of Christ That's for each one of us. Remember that even in our brokenness, God says, I choose you. Now go tell everyone else, because guess what? I've chosen them to. Amen? Let's go ahead and sing.